Welcome one and all to episode 34 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is April 26, 2020, and I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions. And joining me this week is Sketchcraft and Scotty. How's it going, fellas? What up? Happy Alien Day 426, LV426, Aliens, woo. What did you guys do for Alien Day? Nothing. I'll do something this week, though. Anything uh, special that you guys have in store f- for that? Uh, We'll get to it in the plugs later on. I'll bring it back up then. Okay. All right. Um, well, I watched The Thing uh, for the first time ever recently. Uh, I don't know if that kind of counts. It's, it is an alien. That's not so a xenomorph, but that's crazy. It's an alien. Does it matter it. like what kind of morph it is? It's an alien. Is it? Do we know that? Who knows? Yeah, there's a fucking spaceship in the beginning it's of the film. The, like, it's all aliens. Literally, literally they find a starship. Did, have you seen the thing? Uh, <laughs> who can say? Who can say? Yeah, I don't think he's seen the thing. <laughs> like, you know the whole sequence good. where they find the UFO? Like, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, like, here's the thing, because I I made a post, like, maybe it was the week before, but I was like, hey, what is the one movie that you're kind of embarrassed? Not necessarily embarrassed, but just you're like, I should have seen this movie by now, but I've never watched it complete from beginning to end. And that was my movie. It was the thing. Like I have always seen like bits and pieces of it, um, but I've never actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Um, And I, I finally watched it and I really, really enjoyed it. It was awesome. But like, I always felt like every time I'd see the movie poster, just something about it, I would always just like, Oh man, I've never watched that. I'm, I, I should have seen that by now. Like I'm a horror fan. What kind of horror fan am, am I not having seen that movie yet? So really enjoyed it though. Kurt Russell's awesome in everything he does. He is. He has he? the best hat ever in that film. He has his hat. Yeah. He has this hat that is just, it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. That movie is amazing. It, it really holds up. Um, yeah, wow. And my my father loved that movie when it came out as a kid, and I had already unfortunately been exposed to some dark shit when I was like two or three. Like my uncle was like, "Watch the." He made me watch the trilogy of terror. I don't know if you've ever seen that anthology. It's an anthology film that sort of culminates with this woman who gets a voodoo doll that tries that murders her in her apartment. I've heard about that. I've not yeah. watched it, but I've seen clips of it. Yeah, that that yeah. thing is creepy. Yeah, imagine showing it to your three-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my uncle was like, have fun, buddy. So uh, I saw the thing around four or five when it finally came to uh, VHS tape or whatever. And uh, yeah, man, it's fucking horrific, dude. You know, like every year around Halloween or between Halloween and November, whenever it gets really cold, I'll bust that one open and it, it just it holds up. What's funny is it's one of those movies that you know, you make now, people would think, and by the way, it did get this critique when it came out that there wasn't enough character development, hmm. shit like that. But I'm like, no, man, like this really works in that it's it's There's a lean. lot of character development in that movie. too. Well, that's weird. But a lot of, you know, so-called, uh, you know, couch Monday Night Quarterback movie mm. pundits think that plot is story, you know. They go, oh, you're going to have more plot. Got to have more characters. Uh, like, no. Could you imagine if it were made today, every one of those guys would have their own little, like, Michelle Rodriguez moment, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm being a dick. But, um, I love Michelle super... Rodriguez, so don't cuss her. Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> that being said, that film, dude, 
unfortunately really set back John Carpenter's career. Like that was the last time to let him have a pretty sizable budget. Um, and uh, he was on the up and up, uh, even though he made some great films afterward, like Big Trouble Little China and They Live. Um, but that financially, it didn't do very. It came out the summer of 82, if I remember. That's the Blade Runner. And like within 30 days, it was like E.T., The Thing, and Blade Runner all came out. Like, it was crazy. Blade Runner, I don't think, did well commercially either, though. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. And they all, they all got it was video where everyone was like, holy shit, this is really good. So that's why, like, now when people go, look, this movie made lots of money, that means it's good, and this movie didn't, it sucks. It's like, that's not how it works, Mm-mm. you know? Like, don't don't go thinking because you, you saw a movie now. Look, when I was a kid, every fucking person loved, when I was a teenager, everyone loved Independence Day, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it was the big fucking movie. Now you're like, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> you know like, still, I think it's, it's still a fun movie. I, it's I, not I, up there with Jurassic Park, but it's still a fun, right? fun movie but it's everyone everyone shit on godzilla and said it wasn't as good as id4 however i'd say id4 is closer to godzilla than jurassic park yeah you know, when you look back at the quality of the one. yeah and you, you look at park the still holds up like the cgi still holds up no, today no, but that's because the story was there too to begin with yeah. you know like the yeah you don't see you've ever read the dinosaur to like 40 minutes in or something yeah, and it was actually the first act. Well, that's again, this is from a storytelling standpoint. If the, you got to use your first act to actually set up your shit, so a lot of days, unfortunately, there's this giant subculture of screenwriting um, workshops where they always say you got to hit your first act in the first 20 minutes. And I'm like, no, actually, some of the greatest films ever didn't complete their first act until 40 minutes in. And if you go look at movies like Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, um, RoboCop. RoboCop doesn't appear to about 40 minutes in. Superman gets closer to that mark than the 20 minute mark. Um, Jaws doesn't, the shark doesn't appear till close to 40 minutes in. So uh, that first act sets up the characters and makes you care about them. And the Halloween also is, I think, probably does that, although it, it, it um, teases Michael Myers, well, but he doesn't show the shape for quite a long time. Yeah, and that set up. I mean, that well, that invented the whole slasher genre mm. to begin with, you know. So, uh, but yeah, no, if guys, if you haven't seen the thing, it's it's quite amazing. The video game was actually pretty good. I was gonna ask you guys about that. If you played that, I I never played that either. Pretty good, dude. I would really? recommend playing. Yeah, I'd recommend giving that. You mm. know, I mean, in, in lieu of us getting any kind of Silent Hills <laughs> ever, mm. um, yeah, I'd I'd go check that out. Funny part about Alien Day, though, to bring it back to that. So last night I was logging on to play some, we'll talk about what I was playing, but um, I was logging on to play some games on my PS4, and three or four of my friends were all playing Alien Isolation. Oh, shit. And I was like, where is that? Like, that's out of the blue. I'm like, why is everyone playing Alien Isolation? And then sure enough, I'm like, oh, Alien Day. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So I didn't know know either until Scotty posted it. Yeah, no, I, I think just from the different social outlets I follow it, somehow popped up in my feed and I had to look up like it's been going on for longer than just a couple of years with social media, but I guess that is a thing. LV well, well for those that have no idea, LV yeah, L V four twenty six is the planet where they initially come from in the trilogy, in the first couple of movies anyway. Yeah, and, and I would say if you're a fan of um if you're not a fan of Alien Three, which I totally get why <laughs> the original That's the one when she had like the alien baby. Oh. No, that's Alien Four. Oh, okay. uh, well, yeah, technically she was impregnated in three, but it, yeah, she killed herself. But she was really good at basketball in Alien Four. Correct. Yeah. Look, okay. uh, <laughs> look, I'm surprised Michelle Rodriguez isn't in that film. He's, 
Anyhow, yeah. um, what I want to say she is... She was actually her, her kid in that movie. Great. A few months ago, what I wanted to say was a few months ago, the original script for Alien 3 was novelized um, uh-huh. a while back, and then Audible paid Ooh. Lance Hendri- Hendrickson to come back <laughs> and narrate as Bishop and Michael Bean to play uh, Hicks. Oh, wow. Yeah, or Hudson Hicks. Hicks. Yeah. So Hicks... Um, and they they did a narration of that initial the original screenplay which involved earth and this whole other political faction um that, and and newt was alive and everything else so uh, i'm not saying that it it's a great it's as great as alien 2 but it's a if you ever wanted to see where direction the movie was initially intended to go in that audio novels quick listen to it's like uh i don't know a couple hours yeah. That one has not aged well, though. We watched we watched them all recently, getting ready for Alien Covenant when that was out, and Alien Three, if any of them, has not aged well with the CG and stuff. But eh. well, that was that's one of the ones where they tried to pin it on Fincher, but like the studio took the original script, which involved aliens on Earth, and and just shat it out, and you know started over, and you ended up with uh, the dog alien, right? yeah, the dog instead alien. of the cow or whatever. Yeah. There we go. Well, yep. <laughs> let's get into, um, I guess let's get into what we've been watching and playing. So, Scotty, what have you been watching and playing? You guys ever see Three Men and a Baby? Uh, Good. I've been to E3. <laughs> I've been to E3 with... <laughs> so, you and someone Mega Visions and me. Yeah, oh, okay. you know what I mean? That, them walking around with me is those three dudes and... Well, those two dudes. God damn, I was so close to an analogy. Sketch with the baby. <laughs> how about how about too many Yo. games, right? Hey, so Scotty, Morrison, and, Chris, yep. and then me. I'm the baby. And you're the or baby. Maybe, Mar- maybe Morrison's the baby. Yeah, <laughs> He's the baby <laughs> face anyway. But uh, that movie's dumb. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's really stupid, and I don't understand how people love it and for some reason we watched the sequel over the weekend three men and a little lady where they all go to london and hilarity ensues i don't know i just wanted to mention and get that out there but no uh i'm watching... selling tonight but who else i uh, the gutenberg and yeah. ted danza uh T- tony ted forget tony ted danza Ted Danza. No, Ted Danza from Cheers. Tony Danza. <laughs> tony Danza, dude. That would have been Who's a hell Ted of a Ted Danza. Ted Danson. Cheers. Dancing, dancing from T- Cheers. Dancing. I was gonna um, say it's like Ed Danza. Like who's that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't a Cheers guy. You know, when I was a kid, I was a Night Court kid. So I I, I like Night Court, but I also was a Cheers guy too. Um, Ted Danson, thank you. Yeah, but you. Steve Gutenberg is sort of in both of those. He's like barely a character in either movie, unfortunately. But um, they're just goofy, fun, dumb. We like we've been using more of Disney plus and going through their catalog with the goofy, uh, fun movies, you know, like, uh, Turner and Hooch you, was great. Hmm. Do you know who directed three men and a baby? I do not. Leonard Nimoy. Oh, weird. Yeah. It was the follow up his directorial follow up after, um, Star Trek four. It's oh, right no. before he did see man. <laughs> that explains why people went to see it. <laughs> well, look, to be fair, you got to understand like the context was, Around that time in the eighties, this thing happened with the baby on board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing where they were putting them in cars, baby on board, which you can everyone a lot of child psychologists sort of I don't even know why I know this. I read an article on it once. Child psychologists sort of liken with the whole like uh pampering of kids culture, right? Where 
they got to what was that whole like it wasn't my generation it was our little little brothers and sisters that came right after the gen x mm-hmm. um you could say the millennials which sort of started with the baby on board um generation where three men and a baby was dealing with that single parent dudes having to be moms you know like kind of thing um yeah. but that was a shitty time at the mr. cinema mom. Was, I, no mr mom uh, was way earlier that's 84 that was way more sexist so, that was different. That was like the role reversal with the mom's going out to the, the business, um, the, the business and the, the guy's going to stay at home. Thing, yeah. This was literally guys are just going to have to be single parents, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the crazy, you know, the dudes in the forest woods, fucking alt writers at the time were saying the guys in the woods were like, this is about gay America. You know, that bullshit. Oh, it was all Donahue. I, I remember that. Um, but what I would say Overall, at the cinema, this was a shitty time to be in a, to love movies. Like even as a kid, we were getting stuck with, you know, Three Men and a Baby, Revenge of the Nerds two, the Fort Lauderdale thing. Mm. You know, uh, I want to say, you know, movies like um, Overboard. You know, just great outdoors. Like these were fine for video, but they weren't what you would consider to be theatrical films. You know, when you go to the you used to go to the theater and see movies like. They're not you blockbusters. Know, They're fine movies to watch, but it's not a blockbuster. It's yeah, not a like, Ghostbusters. Like big business. Right. Right. Has ever yeah, sit yeah. through big business? Like, oh, you know, no. like ever go to ever see it in a fucking theater? Like I had to. Like <laughs> actually, I think it that's really... also on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because it was touched on, and that, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to go see yeah. Fletch like lives with my mom when I was like seven, and I hated it. Yeah, for me it was tough because when when Roger Rabbit finally came out, that was the film I wanted to see. But my, my friend's mom, it was the first time I got to stay the night at someone's house after my mom disappeared. And they were like, we're going to go see big. And I was like, I had seen all these fucking shitty films, you know? And I was like, I don't want to see a film. Like I wanted to see Roger Rabbit, something, you know, dudes in cartoons fighting it out. And I, so one time I made, I made like a, I made a temper tantrum. I'm embarrassed by it to this very day. It stuck with me. And they, they gave me that look like this kid's fucking crazy. So I shut up and then I went and saw big and I liked it. But, but it was, it was a shitty time to go to the theaters. You go to the theaters, you get short circuit too. You know, you're like, yeah. Meanwhile, you know, Cinemax had movies like critters and you're like, this is way better than what's in the theaters right now so it was every now and then you got like a robocop but those were few and far between at that time wasn't until die hard kind of came out that you started to get the movie theater blockbuster back you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's very so why'd you sit through it i don't know we the the first one um we've been watching we finished up the series new girl and one of the characters kept talking about three men and a baby like these hilarious parts i'm like you know what let's watch that why not whatever see if the references are at all true and it's it's just silly and dumb and there's like multiple plots that don't really it it was the you know classic like three's company kind of plot where it's not really a plot if someone just told the truth for a split second but they're going with it and it's just snowballing um but uh the second one is very much like man this is just full house in london and it's like how amazing that this got made while full house had already been made and, and whatever and how full house didn't get a movie but i don't know it was just one of those like we wanted a positive brainless movie because we had run out of tom hanks films <laughs> on disney plus um so yeah uh that's all i don't know we've been watching sitcoms and, and junk too but um outside of that stuff though i did finish doom eternal uh i will probably not touch that game again um, I got my hang of it. I've been 
pissing and moaning a lot about that game, but there's just parts. It's just not meant for a controller. Like I was, you literally use every system as you're going through the the firefights and stuff. And when you have to actually use the D-pad while you're like skirting around using the thumbsticks, it's just not great. Um, the no spoilers, but it does kind of lead you up to thinking. I'm just gonna let people know this so that they don't get. Uh, cock tease. You don't get to use a giant mech in that game, despite all the giant monsters around you that could easily be duped out with a big old doom mech. That doesn't happen, which was kind of lame, but I don't know. I'm done with it. I put it aside. Probably won't go back to it. Uh, and for some reason, I streamed the Saturn version of Doom. Realized how bad that is. Never playing that again, but it was fun. But, um... I... Since Resident Evil 3 is out, I, uh, the remake, I've not gotten that yet. Uh, and I'm a big Resident Evil fan, as as most people know. But I wanted to introduce the series to Rachel. So we started playing the remake of 1, but I realized how little I am familiar with that game. So I was like, let's do the original, because you're going to get those classic dumb lines, that B-movie quality stuff. So we started the director's cut of 1, um, and we've been going through that, and that's kind of fun. Uh, I accidentally started... Er, I don't, have either, have either of you guys played through the first Resident Evil? How you get like New Game Plus? Yeah, it's been a long time, but I did. Okay. I have played through it. But yeah, you know that that's a that's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we loaded up one of my uh, double zero files, which meant it, it was a New Game Plus save, and I I was so confused because the items were not where they were supposed to be and whatever. Apparently, it's the arranged mode, so I it, which is also the hardest difficulty on the director's cut. So I died a couple times on the easiest boss, the first freaking boss. So I was like, all right, we're going to just use the infinite magnum the whole game, I guess. Um, but it's kind of been fun because it's, it's newer to me because I don't remember the item swaps uh, or the item location swaps and stuff. Um, and we're still going through this, like, B-movie stuff. Uh, Rachel said it's honestly seems like a boring game, and I can see that. <laughs> but I kind of want to... We're still going to go through it. We're getting through it quickly. Um, and uh, it's still fun. It's still weird. The music in the director's cut is bad compared to the original. Um, but uh, apparently the composer who did that uh, was actually deaf and was actually getting someone else to do his music for years and that was exposed shortly after that game came out i guess uh so fun drama behind that i guess yeah um hey wait so you're playing a ps the ps1 director's cut yes the original director's cut. so you know that's it's there's no director's cut it's a fucking lie so it's the exact same game as the original and it's always been that way and it's been frustrating since 1997 when they released it so they initially released the director's cut and they just left all the shit they cut out out of the game. It literally is the exact same ROM. Well, they got... Uh, I guess I should super clarify, because there's technically three versions, because there's the original, then there's the director's cut, and then there's director's cut Dual Shock Edition. That's the one we're playing right now, which I guess had different all music. All right, so, so then, whatever. But the original director's cut was the same fucking game, and they just left it on the shelves. And it was, like, super frustrating back in, back in the day, you know? And a lot of people got it for, like, the Final Fantasy, there was a Final Fantasy 7 demo at the time, so they were like, well, we're not giving that up. Or Maybe. Resident Evil 2 demo, I think Yeah, was there was Resident the 2 demo, demo with directors. And so they were just like, well, we're not changing that, so... Yeah, the, um, they added, like, you could unlock different weapons, you could do different um, costumes and whatever, so it was very much just back when, you know, you could sell a game because this has different costumes for characters and a bonus weapon in it and stuff like that. Um... 
but yeah, so we've just been going through that. So that's been that's been fun. I I could play that game forever. Uh, but uh, outside of those, uh, I've actually been playing a new game, um, and I'll let Chris add to this as well. But after watching Chris stream it, I bought Cloudpunk, and we started playing that. And that game is fun. Uh, it's, that it's game is good. Mellow. Um, I have a solid complaint about it, though. I, I get oh. well. We'll talk about it first, like what it is. So it's it's very much like you're basically uh, a package deliverer in the world of Fifth Element slash Blade Runner pixelated, mm-hmm. and it's all dark and rainy. Voxelated. It's it's voxels. Oh, okay. Um, it's like Minecraft. It's ma- all made out of voxels. Hmm. Okay. Um. But I, yeah, we're digging it so far. Um, the talking dog is awesome. He's the star of the game, as far as I'm concerned. Was it like Camus or something? <laughs> Camus, yeah. But uh, the the main character is a sassy asshole. <laughs> like she's not fun to talk to from the NPC's point of view. But uh, the, the it's it's very much just a story driven um, delivery person game. So. There's uh, I I didn't get to the elevator where you did Chris that one delivery but I actually did like more stuff than what I saw you do because I've just been exploring different areas and picking up all the little items you can grab and stuff uh, finally yeah. learned how you can even access the map uh, and <laughs> yeah it it was not it it doesn't hold your hand but it also doesn't explain a lot of things very well um, like and what my my only solid complaint of it is there's no uh, final choice option. Like if you're talking to someone, there, there's no really um, uh, conversation decisions throughout, but there's no like, are you sure you want to do this? Yes or no. And I wish there was because I screwed up two times. Um, apparently when you're talking to like a merchant, you can sell things to him. And I didn't know that. I just opened my inventory screen and I clicked on an item and I just sold it to him. Like it didn't ask me if I wanted to sell it to him or not. It just, I, it just suddenly wasn't there. And I had a little bit more money. Um, which is annoying, but also there, a lot of the story is you decide, uh, I'll I'll give the example of one of the things I did. Did you get to never, oh shoot, not slow Ned or whatever his name is. Do you, did you not slow Ned? I forget what it is. It's like never, (laughs) never slow Ned or something, but he's, he's a a racer, an illegal hover car racer. And, no, um, I, I don't think so. Okay, so there's there's a mission where you have to de- deliver a car part to him, or he just won't even make it through the race. So you go to the mechanic, you get that part, and then you find um you find him, and he's broken down. So you give him the part, and he's like, "All right, thanks. Now just go give this back to my buddy mechanic, and uh, that'll let me um pay for the repairs he did, and then it'll let me keep racing." And your character, um, what's her name, Rania? Rania or something? Yeah, yeah, Rania or something. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah, but she's like, all right, so this thing fetches a pretty penny, huh? And he's like, yeah, so go give it back to him and it can pay off my debt. And so she struggles with, should I give it back to the mechanic? And he'll keep racing, but he's like clearly in his his 80s and should not be driving fast cars right now. Or do I just go sell it and get money for myself? And then that way... He doesn't keep on racing, and he kind of lives a safer life. Um, so I wanted to do that, and so I followed the two blips on the radar. I went to, and from this point in the game, the green blip is the like mission progression blip, and I thought that, and so that meant to me, give it back to the mechanic, and he keeps racing, whatever. And then normally the blue or the yellow blip has been do the selfish thing, get money for yourself. So 
I went to the mechanic. I saw the little mechanic icon, and then I landed, and it just said, hey, you got a part there. But it didn't say the mechanic's name, and he's like, you want to sell that to me? And she's like, yeah, I think I could get something for this. And it didn't give me an option. That was the wrong mechanic, so I did the selfish thing accidentally, and I meant to do the other thing, and it just pissed me off because I was like, I wanted to do the opposite and go with this thing to see what would happen. But it, like, if it had just given me the, are you sure you want to sell this, I would have selected no and backed out, but I was already in the conversation. There was no going back. So I kind of, that's my only complaint of that game is that once you're in it, you're done. And if it's a game where it's based on your decision, it should let you make that final decision. And it wasn't clear on the UI. So what you're saying is it's a conversational roguelite. I guess so. Because um, I did do a lot of things that Chris didn't do on his stream, but I am not at the same mission um, campaign checkpoint thingy that he is. Like, I, I, I pretty much behind. stuck with yeah. just kind of like the main progression. Yeah. And I didn't like stray too far outside of the, uh, I guess, like the, the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really know there was a lot outside of that oh, yes. either. Um, but it's it's a fun game, man. Like it's it's... You're basically um, you're driving around what's called like a, a hova or a hova, and it's basically yeah, like, are. yeah, you're basically this is like uh, like a Blade Runner style hover car, and you're just driving around this like, you know, like cyberpunk city. It's 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 always night, it's always raining, and there's just like neon signs, giant buildings. It's like everything you want. It's like Fifth Element slash Blade Runner. It's yeah. a really cool setting. Um, the controls take some getting used to. I'm still <laughs> sure not do. great at it. <laughs> well, you can buy upgrades and stuff for your car. So I bought something that lets me um, uh, ascend and descend quicker. Uh, mm. And you can change like your vapor trail and whatever little things like that, but also actual control elements. Um, yeah, it's a good game. I don't want to sound like I'm bashing it. I was just really annoyed that like I went to the wrong spot and there was no going back. Um, but the uh, your character is very much a fish out of water, but it's it's cool. It's very chill. I did the... the um, uh, it, it was on sale, so I got the soundtrack bundle as well. So I'll probably be jamming that as good like background music while I'm working. During. Track is good. It's it's like a kind of like a very synthy, like easy listening type. Yeah, it's low. It, it, yeah, it's like lo-fi. Um, yeah, kind of stuff. But I'm I'm digging it. So I guess your stream was a success because I bought it. <laughs> and actually, to the extent that I wanted it on PS4, but it wasn't clear like what it's on. So it's only on Steam right now. So I totally brought my PC down to the living room so that Rachel and I could play it together. <laughs> but um, that's cool. Like that that's a that's the kind of game that I I could really just sit there and play with Jamie too. Like I think she would probably uh, get a kick out of it just because it's just yeah. very chill. Like it's not. It's a it's a very relaxing kind of game. You know? I did feel bad. I was I was um, making fun of Rachel because she couldn't drive the hover car without bashing into stuff. And then I got <laughs> to play it, and I was like, "Oh man, you weren't wrong. These are a little it's not wonky. easy, especially think, when you're running Sketch, around too." I just wish you had yeah. camera control. I think Sketch, you first tagged me in it like a long time ago, and then I was just walking around Pax East, and I was like, "Oh wait, Cloud Punk. That sounds familiar." And uh, I just sat there and looked at it, and it had a bit of a line. Um, and I was just like, okay, I didn't have a, I didn't have an, an appointment uh, with uh, the developer to play it, so I was like, all right, well, I'll just I'll just try to come back when there's not a line. And it took the last day of the show for me to be able to get some time with it, and uh, it was fun. And I'm yeah, like I said, I picked it up, 
uh, I definitely want to keep playing it. So like that's that's the one game I'm going to keep playing. I, I think I'm probably going to stream it maybe one or two more times this week. There's plenty to do with it. You gotta. There'll be you. You could play it for an hour and not get anything accomplished just driving around. Uh, but it's really good. Yeah, for sure. Ion Lands made it. I'm not sure if they've made other stuff. Oh, they made the game Phoning Home. I don't know anything about that. But check out Cloud Punk. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's me though. Sweet. Well, guys, this was my last actual week of working uh, for the Air Force. So I'm super, super excited. They kicked them um, out, folks. Finally. Like I, I, like we said before, like I, I really thought that uh, this was going to happen back in January. Um, and I was going to be basically like kind of working with Sketch uh, full time as part of this uh, program. And uh, that just didn't end up working out, which was which was a big bummer for me personally. Like I was really looking forward to that, personally and professionally. Really, um, I was really looking forward to that, and so that just didn't end up working out. So um, I had to basically just stick with the the next like four to five months with the Air Force, and uh, now I'm finally at that point where. Um, I'm done like working like the everyday schedule and I'm just basically out processing um, for my retirement now. So starting tomorrow, like I'm just full time, just out processing. Um, and in mid-May, I will begin my uh, terminal leave, which is basically like all the leave that I have saved up um, that I have not yet taken uh, up until the point which I will actually retire, which will be um, uh, at the end of June. And so uh, at that point in time, I'm going to be working on Megavisions full time from here on out. And I'm super, super excited. This is like, honestly, a day I've been, you know, dreaming of for a very, very long time uh, that where I can just solely focus on Megavisions, um, the magazine, the website, just running everything. And I'm super excited about it. I, I cannot wait uh, to do this and see like what kinds of challenges and like what, where we can kind of take this. Uh, I think having someone just to be able to focus full time on it is going to be very, very good for the publication. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, my wife, as you guys know, I don't know if I've, um, told or said it on the podcast, but she retired from the air force, uh, in September of last year. And she just got hired on uh, back at her old uh, unit, uh, but as a civilian. So she's actually going to start working again here in the next couple of weeks. She's been going to school, uh, you know, uh, college from the time that she retired, but she's going to be going back to work. And uh, I'm going to be working from home full time. Uh, but the one thing that does scare me about all this is this whole fucking coronavirus thing, because... My kids are still, they're not going to school. Uh, they're going to, they're being homeschooled just like probably like 95% of the other kids out in, in the United States and the world right now. And uh, what I'm hoping doesn't happen is like they're just going to cancel school altogether. Not cancel. What I mean, though, is like they're just going to have the kids all stay home uh, and, and just do homeschool throughout the whole year. Uh, which is probably a smart thing to do. I'll say that probably the smart thing to do. But what that means is I'm going to be babysitting my kids and uh, not being able to dedicate the 
full amount of time that I was hoping to be able to do on the magazine. So um, it's it's tough. But we'll but on the upside, we, we we can blame you now, not me. So I'll still find a way to blame you. Yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. No, but hmm. it's. <laughs> It's um it's that was a fun it is what it is of saying nothing will change. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um but I am excited because this is a big step for me uh personally and professionally. I'm I'm really excited to just kind of turn the next chapter in my life. Um I've had a good time in the Air Force. I met a lot of great people, went to a lot of awesome places, but I've just been really looking forward to this moment in time for a very long time and I'm I'm uh, like basically on the precipice of that, uh, and I can focus all my attention on Mega Visions, and I'm very excited. Congrats! So, thank you, thank you. you. Set, Sucker. Set up the lawn chair on the front porch. Mm-hmm. One beer. Sucker. The newspaper got, and nothing I have else. I at the end of the stick now. Maybe shorts on. Everyone in the military wants is is finally all the uh, the good things that come of uh, about being in the military. I've, I've, we're finally getting that, so I'm, I'm excited. Um, but I've been playing some more Final Fantasy VII. Oh, Jesus. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, man, I'll tell you what. Like, one of the things that I, I I'm still not super far into it because I haven't had a lot of time. I'm chapter six, almost, I'm almost finished with chapter six right now. Um, so it's about like 10, 11 hours in. One of the things I, I, as I was like playing the game and I, I was just thinking about like how they had to kind of re like set up all of these different set pieces in the game and, uh, and, and kind of redesigned the map to, to make it work in an action RPG uh, style of game. And from that standpoint, I was like, you know, like kind of looking at it from that lens as I was playing it today. And I think, man, I think Square did a really good job with this game. Um, not just from the the graphics, not just from the, the music and everything else, but just, uh, just from a, like a, like setting up the framework of, of every area and everything else. I, I think it just is so, so awesome. Um, it's hard for me to remember like all these different areas too. Um, but stuff is starting to slowly come back to me. You know, when I played it right when I got the game back in like the mid nineties, um, it's, it's great, man. It is, it is such a good game. Uh, uh, anti Chris on the site, he actually completed it this week. He said, and I was like, God damn, man. Like how do how do you people have the time to be able to put 40 hours into an RPG in a, in like a couple of weeks. I don't know how they do it. Um, he ended up completing it. And uh, I think he had some pretty good things to say about it, but I'm not that far into it yet, but I'm really, really enjoying it. This is a game that I'm going to keep continuing to play. Um, man, it's, I, I, I just, I think they did, did a great job with it. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to, you know, do with, uh, I guess it's, what is it? Chapter two. I don't know what they're calling it. Um, I still don't know After. how they're treating that. Well, yeah. some people have speculated. So it's one of three things. So one, it'll be Remake Part 2, which mm. I actually think they're just going to call it Remake Part 2 or Remake uh, Dash 2, like X-2, whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Um, some people have said it'll be like three Re's, 
So like remake, rebirth, reunion mm. was someone on Twitter had suggested that option, you know, which that seems plausible. Seems plausible. Then there's a third one, which is it'll be like Final Fantasy VII remake semicolon. Oh, you know what I mean? Kingdom the Hearts search title. for gold saucer or something. <laughs> the search for more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or remake would it be funny if it was like, two. like the search for disc two? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That would actually be pretty good. I, I would be down for that. Um, oh, have you guys? Uh, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. But I, I did start watching. Um, oh, what is it? The, the Midnight Gospel on on Netflix. Have you guys heard about that yet? I have no idea what that is. So no. it's it's a new show by Pendleton Ward, who did um, Adventure Time, and uh, I don't know if you guys uh, know of. Uh, Duncan Trussell. Have you heard of him before? Oh, yeah. Duncan Trussell. He's I on love Joe Rogan him. all the time. He's on Joe Rogan. He's a stand-up comedian. He's hilarious. I love him. He's a fucking... He loves I mean, VR. He loves VR. He yeah. does. He does. He loves VR. So um, I bet you'd love him, Sketch. But um, him and Pendleton Ward basically like, co-created the show. And Duncan voices like the main character and the, the main character of this show like i've only seen the first episode so i don't know like what happens outside of this but he basically like, lives out in outer space somewhere and he has this machine that creates simulations of all these different alternate earths and he can go into this like his computer and set up uh this like simulation and he can choose like where he wants to go and he can like he has this UI where he can kind of scroll through all these earths and the, the CPU will tell him like a little bit about this earth. And so he chooses this one earth that is undergoing a zombie apocalypse and he chooses to go there and he can pick his uh, like avatar, like what he looks like essentially. And it zooms him down there. And it just so happened to be that uh, the, the, the person that he chose to hang out with was also the president of the United States during this zombie apocalypse. And it's just him and this guy. I don't know who voiced the president, but it's just him and Duncan Trussell, like just talking all this like existential <laughs> like uh, theories and, and stuff like, like 90% of the show. And it was so funny and hilarious. Like it's just them talking and amidst them having these like just really stoner level discussions. It's, them just nonchalantly killing aliens as they're invading the White House and stuff. It's really crazy. Uh, just fucking batshit crazy, really. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I, I think I'm going to keep watching this show. Uh, it's it's really out there. If you like Duncan Trussell, if you like Adventure Time, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's It's just fucking weird, dude. So... Um, yeah, if, you, if you've never heard Duncan Trussell talk, he has a great voice. He's very similar to my my buddy Mike, who used to do key at QA for Microsoft. He 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 runs a, <laughs> another company now. But um, so when I heard Duncan Trussell, I'm like, sounds like Mike, and he likes VR, crazy. Yeah, I imagine him hooking up with Pendleton Ward would be very similar to like uh, Dan Harmon hooking up with Justin Roiland. You know, like yeah, yeah. They're they're a good combination, and apparently, like it's been like the number two or three most 
streamed animated show on Netflix or something like in its opening week or, or it, I, I, cause he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. I was listening to them and they said something about that. So it sounds like it's doing really well. Um, well and uh, if you, if you're not a fan of adventure time, but you're interested in Pendleton Ward, uh, I recommend digging up. It's on the uh, double fine, double fine studios. They made, you know, psychonauts and brutal legend. They're making psychonauts too. Uh, it's Tim Schafer's company. First party Microsoft developer now. They have a YouTube page and they put up their last Amnesia Fortnite, which is a game jam thing they do in in house every other year or so. And they stream the last, they stream two of them. As That's how Costume made. Quest got made, right? Yeah, a lot of their games got made with these Amnesia Fortnites, but what they did is they actually streamed and recorded them um, for a couple years. And the 2014 one, they brought in Pendleton Ward to help do a VR game. And he did this game called Best Little Pink Buds. Best Little Pink Buds fucking crazy. And so watching Pendleton Ward having to like work in a week's time, you know, to like to try and get this thing working is hilarious. Um, and just good fun to watch. If you're ever interested in game dev in general, check out the Amnesia Fortnites. They put all of them for free on their YouTube channel. So you don't have to pay nothing. You can watch the whole thing there. Hmm. That's yeah, like no, it, dude. If 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 you're just in the mood just to watch something just really out there, give it a give it a try, man. It's uh, uh, what 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 was it called? The um, the Midnight Chronicles or something like that. Um, it's weird as hell. Yeah, the Midnight Gospel. Um, it's it's and it's 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 like a half musical as well. Like there's music in it. Um, it's it's funny, man. It's it's really weird. Um. Outside of that, we watched the series finale of Shit's Creek, and oh my god, that show is like is a sleeper, uh, like one of the all time great like sketch comedy shows. Not sketch comedy shows, but like just TV family comedies. Um, that show, we did not watch it until probably like the third or fourth season. We didn't start picking it up. And it is amazing, man. It um, it it stars. Oh God damn it! Who's the dad from Levy American Pie? Yeah, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy and his son. I forget his son's name. They basically yeah. co-created the show, and it it. Are you guys familiar with it at all? I literally heard nothing. I heard about it when it premiered, and then I thought it got canceled, and now I have heard nothing about it until now that everybody's talking about it. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, it's basically like Eugene Levy and his family. Uh, he created. Uh, he had this like v- like VHS uh, like distribution company called Rosebud Video, and they were like mega millionaires. And then they lost all their money, uh, like out of nowhere, and they became really poor. But the only thing that they had is like he bought this like town called Shits Creek as a joke for his son for his birthday. And so they own this town. And so they have their only like option because they lose their house, lose everything is to move to this town. And they start like living in the the local motel in this town. And they basically are just having to pick up the pieces of their life. But they're used to living this super posh lifestyle. And now they're living in a motel, like sharing a like like two rooms in this motel. Um, And at first it's just like really funny because they're all like just incredibly shallow people. And it's funny to see them kind of like a fish out of water scenario. Like it's funny to see them like, like struggle and all this stuff because they're not very likable, but 
eventually like the writing and the acting is so well done because uh as a as the each episode goes on and as each season goes on like you start seeing like parts of each character that they are good and there's something about them that you know is likable and to see each of the characters grow throughout the season um and throughout each each season and each episode is is very heartwarming it has the mom from um home alone in it she's fantastic Catherine. so yeah so, i don't think you so you're talking about Catherine o'hara you mean yes you have, so all of these people got their started on a show called sctv yes yep, they're yeah all if you aren't familiar yeah if you aren't familiar with sctv that was it was it's funny it was it was produced in canada but it's whole, created by americans so you're talking about harold ramus john candy um Aykroyd, i think eugene, eugene levy i Catherine think Aykroyd O'Hara. was in there yeah uh Aykroyd was not in there no are you um, sure no you're talking about rick moranis martin short dan Aykroyd was on a, a saturday night live at the time he was i thought he came SCTV. over from sctv no no he wrong. came he came from the second city and they were oh, all in second city together like bill murray thought... hmm. okay bro I've, i watched sctv weekly for 40 years so like, like i <laughs> it is a fucking amazing so it's a skit show like saturday night live but it was pre-recorded right and so it's not live um it's way better and it's basically about this shitty like tv station and all their sketch shows but there's also like a storyline that sort of runs in between the sketches if you pick up on it uh super kind of ahead of its time there was a uh, jim C- john candy did this character called larue which was like this smoking chef like a shitty fucking tv show chef who like is dodging uh child porn you know, like <laughs> lawsuits and shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all sorts of weird shit, dude. And he was actually supposed to play that character in Ghostbusters initially. Oh no! But he had to go do uh, reshoots on Summer Rental. If you ever seen yeah, that movie, thank God. And so Rick Moranis stepped in, and he stepped in. Literally, they had nothing written for that character because it was going to mm-hmm. be Larue. He showed up in character as Lewis Tully. Right, like right. just doing that, and they were like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, Catherine O'Hara was was amazing in that series too. Elaine Boozler was on there. Uh, not Elaine Boozler. Yeah, Elaine Boozler. No, another this chick that reminds me of Elaine Boozler. But anyway, um, there was a, and Martin Short eventually came on there too, doing his. That's where he got his big. He went from there to Saturday Night Lives. Kind of nuts. Um, but yeah. So if you're if you haven't checked out SCTV, it's older. Uh, I highly recommend it. I think Netflix might finally, they're doing a documentary on it or something. something Oh, cool. So I've been adding Netflix every six months for the last five years uh, to get SCTV on Netflix (laughs) just to have a record of it because it's it's quite good. Yeah, Catherine Harris. She also was the mom in Beetlejuice, you know, and. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's amazing in Beetlejuice. Yeah, and if you've never seen, uh, what was it? The Wind. Uh, it's a movie about a like this band, fucking what's it called? Something Wind. I, it came out around two thousand three or four. Eugene Levy's in that too, and and all them. So, hmm. yeah, you just but Eugene Levy, Catherine. Catherine here, her character. She was basically this like uh like soap actress, soap opera actress who just kind of is down on her luck. Like she hasn't done anything in in ages and she just like overacts and she's just ridiculous like so over the top she is so funny I, like i i've seen her in so much stuff over the years but i didn't realize like how funny she is like she is great in this show um if you got dude 
I mean, you would love this show, Sketch. Like, you you really need – if you haven't watched yeah, I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to check it out. I didn't know about it, so God I'll, I'll be – damn. It's gotta, so good. Here's the thing. No, I mean, I know – I've known about Shit's Creek. I haven't watched it. But a buddy of mine was recommending it to me the other day. And we have to agree. Stupid fucking name. I get that it's funny. <laughs> hey, you're up Shit's Creek. But, like – in this country, it's not the best thing to go around recommending a show called Shit's Creek. You yeah. know, like, it's just, it's one of those names. Look, folks, if you ever make anything, a video game, a book, mm-hmm. a comic, whatever, and you get real clever with your title. Like, my buddy came up with this band name. He likes science. This is around the mid-2000s. He likes science, and he likes, you know, whatever, fucking universe, quantum theories. and He likes science, but he doesn't. Actually, he's never taken a science course. He just likes to talk about science. He likes the idea of science. <laughs> right, 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 right. He likes the Rick and Morty version of science right, or coast yeah. to coast, you know? So I was like, well, you could, because it was him and another guy on guitar. I'm like, you could do something like Six String Theory, right? And he's like, I could, but they named their band Pet. Planetary Evolutionary Theory. And I'm like, we're Pet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you see what I mean? I'm like, perhaps you should rethink that. <laughs> you know, like, and so his buddy, his buddy, his last name was Mount. He goes, you know, I'm just calling the name Mount. And they got their first gig playing in, in this real, like, San Diego is a really liberal town in some areas and it's really conservative in others. Um, I'm a fairly liberal guy. They, they got their first gig in Hillcrest, which is a very, uh, how should I say, gay friendly neighborhood, right? Which I'm totally down for. But if you're a straight dude mm. and playing in an all male band and your name's Mount, Perhaps a gothic vampire <laughs> gay nightclub's not the. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should go back to Streak Stream Theory. <laughs> Funny part about that story is, I started doing my own podcast around that time, talking about art. And his, the guy Mount, listened to the podcast and quit the band to become an artist after listening to my podcast. So he got all mad at me. And I'm like, perhaps, you know, your planetary evolutionary theory fucking name, it's too clever, man. You know, just keep the shit fairly simple. You know, and Shit's Creek, like it's like um, shit, like the Fockers. Says. You know, I get it, I get it, Fockers, I get it, but it it's not, you know, it 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 dies a quick death. So here's the thing: you probably you probably want to hear this little tidbit. So Christopher Elliott, who is also in this show, and I'm a oh, huge fan of. Hold on, you remember his the '90s show he did, uh, Get a Light? Was it Get a Light? Yes, I yeah, love. Get and he was in show. Groundhog Day. If you yes. want to know who Chris Elliott is, he Dude, plays the nerdy the cameraman cameraman yeah yep i actually bought his um autobiography i love him so much he's i he's he's great like he's one of my favorite uh comedic actors like tv actors but anyway um his name uh his his family is is like is the namesake of the town is shit but his name is roland oh god roland shit See, I, here's the thing. I get it. It's funny if it's uh, in the context. It's just the name of the show doesn't help. Right. Me. I get it. Yeah, that's fine. You know? But, so, dude, the, here's you know. the, the the worst part about it. And I, and I think the biggest problem this show had is it aired on the Popnet channel. The what? Right. No one fucking knows what that is. No one had, like, who Should have been Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> this, this show should have been on network TV. It was. It's that good from beginning to end. It should have been on like ABC or NBC or something. It it's it is a travesty that it wasn't um, because it's way better than any fucking TV show that they're doing outside of the Goldbergs. Like that's the only thing that 
any network TV show is is putting on that that is is compares to what uh, Shit's Creek is like did throughout its run, and so it's just a I I, I just hope I, I'm glad that now that it's on Netflix, so many more people are experiencing it because no one watched it on Pop, um, but at least it was able to finish its run. Like they 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 kind of they they did a really good closure. And Jane and I were watching it, and we were both like crying at the end. Like it was, I didn't realize like how attached we were to all the characters at the end of that show. They were so good. Like it's it to see all of their story arcs from the beginning, where they're just like all just very shallow, um, and all they cared about themselves, um, to where they were at the end. It was so heartwarming, and it was just one of those just really good shows that there is all the characters had their own singular arcs and they were very fulfilling and it just had a very satisfactory ending and it was it was great so watch some shit's creek i will as soon as i get done with what i've been playing see how what I, have you been playing buddy i segued that in there see how i did that i love it i've been well you know i caught a <laughs> lot of shit guys from uh, our own crew turns out People in our magazine love my art, hate my opinions. That's kind of how it works. That's know? pretty much so, how it works. Like on, yeah. in, I think that's like, just life. World. Yeah, yeah for I all artists. Mm-hmm. I, I'll yeah. just blame you guys. You know, so at least people <laughs> love your art because people could hate your art and hate your opinions, and they just. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, welcome to the first part of my career. So I guess I'm going <laughs> up. You know, <laughs> you know, you're not so right. fucking good. Like I know. I I thanks 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 dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh caught a lot of shit for turn-based gaming uh my opinions <laughs> that that when square announced they were going to add a turn-based gaming feature to their game and didn't that i don't have a right to be mad about that on some level even though i paid for the game you know so whatever i decided since i'm watching final fantasy 7 uh if people don't know about this rant go back to the last episode <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> Um, I still stand by my theory that um, Magic the Gathering would be much better without turns. Just everyone throw their fucking cards down at the same time. Like and be war. Done with it. Yeah, yeah, like war, right? That's, no, that's, no, yeah. it wouldn't. No, yeah. no, that's how you fucking play the game. <laughs> no, that's, I gotta stop you there. That'd be awful. Uh, poker too. No. You know what I mean? All that shit where you take turns. Fuck I it. love Magic. So... <laughs> so uh, I decided, I totally, I don't know, how, you know, here's the thing. Two years ago, we went to E3, and the game I wanted to see more than anything in the world was Valkyria Chronicles 4. You you remember. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. And we got fun. there, and then I didn't play it. And you were like, how come you're not playing it? I'm like, I get to see it. That's amazing. But the problem is, it's so it's so atmospheric. I don't want to play it in E3. <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten my the last two times I'd been to E3, I went upstairs to play all games with the reporters and played mm-hmm. games on the floor. So upstairs, you, they give give you the controller you put on headphones you kick back and you know you got water and some snacks on the floor it's like blah, 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 it's you know madness. Like, dude's fucking talking to you and shit you know it's like hanging out in an arcade back in the day and mm-hmm. trying to have a conversation it doesn't fucking work um but dragon quest 11 came out and it took me a little over a year to play through all that content you know because i don't have a ton of time and, I, and by the way folks i take my fucking time you know when i play games so imagine uh, that I know, I know. Sounds crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking forgot about Valkyria Chronicles 4. Yes! So I go on there, 
And they have a lot of great deals. They have you can get the base game for twelve bucks. Damn, I, I wanted to spend insane. more than that though. So I got the base game with all the DLC and the remaster for around forty, forty-five bucks or so. You know, I think when you add it all up. Yeah. Um, they did a remaster of the first game using this new engine, which is pretty fucking awesome. So popped it out on the um, PS4, I think. Yeah, and they're not really they're connected in it loosely to those games. So when you I get don't have four, to play any of the games, really. I mean, you could just pick up any of them and and it it kind of drops you in and it 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 brings you up to speed to what you need to know. Same with Shining Force, you know. Right, so right, yep. I'll go back and play through the first game because um, it's been twelve years since I played the first game, um, which is fine. After I get done with four and all the content, but I've been playing that a little bit every night. Uh, and you know, I remember when I was started playing it, and the music's kicking up, and it looks hand drawn, mm. and it's all in Japanese, and I got an inverted stick, and they're taking the turns. I literally started weeping. I, I shed a tear. Someone cares. Someone cares. Yeah. You know, I was like Sega. Just this is this is my game of the decade. You know, as much it's, as I love Dragon yeah. Quest Eleven, I still think Valkyria Chronicles Four is the better game. Um, it's a very underrated series, unfortunately. Yeah, and I would the, the the fucking new game is so good looking, dude. Like that engine, the way the cross hatching mm-hmm. and the painted clouds and the maps, the colors, all the characters are likable. Um, they did a really smart thing, and they've done it since the beginning of the games. But you don't, you know, in, the, in Valkyrie, you don't really level up characters; you level up their classes. So mm-hmm. you can rotate characters in and out, and if characters die, it sucks. But you're not like you didn't lose hundreds of fucking hours like in say Final Fantasy Tactics, which which I love, but it is always a down where you're like, I lost a guy. So um there's that. It is turn based, but it doesn't have a grid. It has like a meter though. You can walk in any direction. So like a you know, it's it's a it's tethered to how far you basically have stamina to walk. And different classes have more stamina than others in different ranges. Um, and for me, the mark of a great RPG is if you enjoy grinding, you know, like if you don't mm. enjoy the grind, then you're like, it's not that the turn base sucks, that this fucking system sucks. It's the combat system sucks. It's the combat system right. sucks. Like I always loved playing Shining Force Battles. So this day I can just fucking play them. I'm like, it mm. just works. I never Brandia tired of two it. Also for me was like a really fun game to grind because it was just, it was a, there was a fun combat system. Same with tactics for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played the newest Fire Emblem, but the one that was on the 3DS, I I loved. I thought that was amazing. Uh, Final Fantasy seven through nine are great. Twelve, not as much. You know, it's kind of like an autopilot system. You know, mm-hmm. kind of plays itself a little bit. Um, not bad, just all right. You know, but the music makes up for it. The music on Valkyria is the same dude who did Twelve and Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, Vagrant Story, so good, dude. Um, I have literally just spent the last three nights just grinding up uh, my characters up in these skirmish battles. You can do these training missions, you know, just trying out different classes, how to move characters on a map, and which pairs you like to do, you know, how far you can go. And I just, I, I'm, I'm, uh, it comes off the heels of before I played this, I decided to try to play through The Witcher 3 because they had the full complete edition for 15 bucks. They're very different games. <sighs> well, you know, man, here's the thing. I knew there's a lot of content. I love the audio novels. I did play a little bit of the game uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and I said it was enough, but I didn't have enough time. And now I'm like, well, I got some time. Not, not that I have some time, but how do I say this? 
I need distractions from work right now because I'm working a little too much. Um, but the problem with The Witcher is I paid for fucking, you know, I, I just spent a Saturday night. I played for eight hours, if you can believe that, and could not level up that fucking character. I completed the entire first map. I did every little side quest, everything you can imagine, and I'm still at level three. And I'm like, That's fuck this. That's like, <laughs> it, yeah. I asked my friend who beat it, and he said, yeah, same thing with him. Like, he's like, you get more with the main story, but no, nah, man, it takes for fucking ever. Yeah, I mean, it's not one of those where you gain a lot of levels. Like, yeah, like, if you're level 30, you're super high level. It's it's one of those type of games. That's a shame. Yeah, I don't got that. I don't have that kind of time, man. You know, and the other thing that was annoying me, and this is this is a problem with most open world games is so games like Grand Theft Auto 5 I beat Grand Theft Auto, I beat never Grand Theft Auto like I play those through but Grand Theft Auto has something called humor so even though random shit will happen to you like cops will come out of nowhere and kill you or something will go wrong you get blown up because there's humor to the game I go well whatever I can go back play it and laugh Witcher 3 has all those mechanics of an open world game but none of the humor it's just like, oh, some fucking meat dogs came out of nowhere and killed me when I was standing on the side of the fucking road. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta read the Bard is pretty quest. funny, though. I forget his name. Uh, yeah, but it's not like the humor in Grand Theft Auto or Bully. You know, like, I need. No, but it's, I, I like I, humor it, in my games, man. Yeah, you I know? think it does have some humor in it. You just, you got to give it some time. For, for a good. guy who rages, I need some positivity. All right, you got to understand it, it's a yin and yang with me. Yeah, Witcher... I'm not giving any more time. Witcher 3 is yeah. probably my all-time favorite game of this generation. Yeah, I get a lot of people why they say that. I would put, of this generation, for open-world games, it would be Grand Theft Auto Five BART, without a doubt. So, yeah. um, but that's just, again, it's your taste in in story. Yeah, right? oh, for sure, yeah. Plus, you know, you get to kill, like, a Zuckerberg-type guy in Grand Theft Auto Five. Who doesn't want to yeah. do that? <laughs> Scotty, it's funny, you mentioned something earlier, though. You're like, that, does, oh. that game doesn't get uh, talking about Valkyria Chronicles, oh, like the, yeah, that yeah, series yeah. doesn't get enough credit. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like Yakuza over the last few, few years is finally getting the credit it deserves. You want uh, you want my opinion on that? The well, fucking name sucks. Well, one no, second. No, the, oh, I know. I'm going to let you finish. I just want to just say Valkyria Chronicles is not a good name, and it doesn't describe what this game is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I was going to say is, like, so Yakuza is finally getting the credit it deserves. It's been great for so long. Um, Persona is finally getting the credit it deserves. It's like after Persona 4 is, like, really when it's it, it, it got really, really big. I Probably Persona 4 Golden going into Persona 5 got really, really big. Um, and now it's finally, like, I, I think, like, getting the respect it deserves. But Valkyria Chronicles just hasn't gotten to that point yet but it's still every bit as good as yeah, either of those two series at their very best like it's it's such a good series um and i sketch i do agree that it it i think the name has something to do with it but i think there's more to it than that and maybe well, it's just the strategy combat is is just not no, a, fire emblem is taken off dude a, 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 but fire emblem's still also not probably like a mainstream hit game like it has, a yeah, Grand Theft Auto type of game is. Well look, well it didn't sell fifty million copies, but in terms of what they spent on it, they've 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 made a tremendous amount of profit with that. But one, Nintendo has put a lot of effort into marketing. Mm. That's one. Yeah, two, yeah. 
it, it has Fire Emblem. Look, it doesn't say quite what it is, but it is a better name. Valkyria is no different four. than Shining Force. Four is a pro, Shining Force is a cool name, and it's it, you have a force, right? But it's Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's basically the Valkyria same. Chronicles. One, it sounds like it's Vikings and shit, and it isn't. You see tanks. Um, it should have something that's more war oriented, you know, like th- something more battle heavy. Like I'm not gonna say like World War anime, you know, nothing like that. But the other thing I would say too is having a number in there implies that you kind of, in some way, like you got to play the other games, you know. Especially with the word Chronicles in there, it's like, oh, I'm already behind. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Chronicle uh, elicits like a story or something. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it thinks. Like there's a, like a, a linear story to it. I think if they took this mechanic of battles, this engine, and you know, gave it a new name and a new storyline, you know, it wouldn't be the, the worst thing in the world. You know, like a rebranding, finding a way to take, even if even if it was called Shining Force, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, um, there's. I just, it's so good, man. I'd hate to see that this sort of thing goes nowhere because one, this game's going to look this good 10 years. It's it's just the art style is so good. It's not going to date itself. You know, the writing's super fun. Um, The only thing I would like to see, you know, structurally as a core gameplay mechanic, if you guys are for those who have played it out there, is I would like a better way to manage the characters. Like, if I could have my favorites, I could, like, group them the way ever I wanted to group them. You know, like, like a, almost like a playlist. I can create a playlist of characters and make my own little quick squads. Because every game, you, every battle you start out, you, you deploy individual characters, but they're always arranged in a way that you don't really control. They're arranged by their class. And, I'm like, I'd really like my last group to be the first top one, you know? And then, if I could create little I don't know. I'd like to create little clusters of groups and shit. So, um, but it's got a giant cast of characters in the same way that Fire Emblem or Shining Force does. So, <sighs> whatever, man. I mean, <laughs> look, dude. If if Square took the same company, you know what I mean, and teamed up and made a Final Fantasy Tactics game that played like this, I would be all for it. I mean, I think that would be amazing. You know, it could look yeah. just like the CGI cutscenes from The War of Lions. You know, with the cross hatching and chocobos and that cool art style. So, um, the um, I don't know, man. The series also had a wonky as hell release uh, just over time because the first one was out on PS3, the second one came out on PSP, the third one was only released in Japan, and then suddenly the fourth one came out on PS4. Like it was well, and there was that place. one in between that wasn't a real Valkyria Chronicles. It was like Shining Force. Oh, it was the like it wasn't a... Azir Revolution or whatever is that the one you mean? Or... Yeah, this one that wasn't an actual like yeah, it was a spinoff game. or something. Apparently, I'm just yeah. looking up here. There was one called Valkyria Chronicles D that was on only iOS and browser based. So yeah, it's been all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I think you know if 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 I could double down, I would. I would have Square just, I mean, sorry, Sega, you know, put another one in, get the marketing and label it Shining Force, you know, Shining Force, you know, it could be like Shining Force uh, Z or some shit like that, like battles or something. Is there a Shining Force R? Because that usually is a letter they use. Yeah, I'd rather not (laughs) continue, you know, Shining Force Wars, you know, Shining Wars. How about Shining Wars? 
Shining See? War Chronicles. <laughs> Shining Wars. You know, the battle for, you know, battle for fucking none of it. Because it's like an alternate um, World War II telling, mm-hmm. you know, alternate universe kind of thing. Um, anyways, uh, suffice to say, I will be playing through all this content. Lord knows how long it'll take me, though. You know, the way I play. Plus, when you when you grind, you know, you're just eating up hours that you're not really pushing the story forward. But I'm in no hurry. So it's fantastic. Highly recommend. You reminded me, I'm not going to talk about much, but you guys talked about grinding. You reminded me that I started playing the first Fantasy Star, the uh, Ages version on the Switch, which is a much more, um, what's it called, quality of life? They've done some stuff to make the grinding not so severe, but I'm still using a strategy guide. But finally started playing a Fantasy Star. What if that's we call it Grindia Chronicles? Uh, Wait, that, that's what? the one that's in the, the the fantasy story you're playing is the one that we covered in the magazine, right? Yeah, issue yeah. last issue. Last issue. I mean, issue last. Issue last. Give it a number here, Scotty. Yeah, number eight. Whatever. But we did, and it's good so far. It's there's yeah. You need a guide to get through it, though. I had no idea what I was doing. That's those old school games. <laughs> like they did not hold your hand. But yeah, Grindia Chronicles. That's that's the what I what I vote. That's my vote for the next Valkyria Chronicles. You just like anything game. with grinding in it, though. That's not games or whatever. No, Sketch is the one that's talking about grinding this whole time. Oh, okay. My well. wife snickers every time I mention it. The grind is awesome. She's like, <laughs> 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 I'm like, all right, Beavis. All right, bye. <laughs> Oh All right, speaking of grind, Scotty, get that sack of yours out of here, buddy. Well, some of these are about the news we're going to talk about, so you want to do this now? Maybe skip over some of the news, like if we can, I guess. I don't I don't know, man. I'll, use your best judgment. How about uh, that? I'll put that on you. Uh, All right. So regardless, though, unzipping my sack. Um Avali asked us some questions in the Discord. The first one, um, talking about uh, mods and all kinds of things, they ask, would someone mod their only system like that thing coming out that we'll talk about or get a second working one to do it for mode? M-O-D-E. I'm not even sure what that stands for, but that's the uh, thing that uh, Terra Onion is doing. Is that their name? Is that how you say that? Terra Onion, yes. uh, Mode stands for multi-optimal optical disc emulator okay yeah so they're releasing a thing that emulates the saturn and the dreamcast um basically so that you don't need to own the whole library you just have it and you can plug it into your console and do it up um for my i'll I'll kick this off real quick i guess for the first question here uh i would just get a second one because of the consoles that I play frequently, I try to get a spare of anyway, especially the Dreamcast, since it's been running a couple of 24-hour marathons now, and finally uh, had a little hiccup during this last one. I'd just get a second one if you can find it cheap enough and uh, get one to mod that, or ha- get someone to mod that. I can't word, sorry. It's basically an FPGA chip. So you're basically taking out your, opti- uh, your optical drive in your Saturn or Dreamcast, and you're putting that in there, um, and it basically will play uh, both Dreamcast and Saturn games. So, um, I'm there's the, no way in hell I'm going to do that to any of my For the low, low price of, we should mention the low, low price of two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, well, well, fuck it. We're not going to talk about it more. This is this is what we're talking about it. Um, yeah, like Graham bought one 
he's the fucking crazy. Graham's crazy. Graham. We tell him about stuff that he hasn't heard of because he's in it under his own rock, and we love him, but we've also told him that directly. And then he's just like, what? Panzer Dragoon Classic Edition. Thunk da thunk, I got it. And then we're like, hey, did you check this thing out? He's like, bup, 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 I got it. I guess that's the sound of his money. I don't know. Bup, bup, bup. <laughs> it's um, 182 uh, euros. Which is oh, 160 yeah. pounds sorry, and 197 US dollars. Mm-hmm. So Graham bought it. Um, I guess we he we're gonna have to make him like review this. He's got like four up. Dreamcasts, doesn't he? He's got two Dreamcasts too. Oh, sorry, you know what that is, right? Creamfield Dreamcast. No, a Dreamcast. Oh, truffles, right? Have you heard of the Dreamcast? Yes, I would. Uh, uh, Graham explained it last time he was on because I thought it was not even a real thing. It is a real thing. He has two of them. I think they're both broken. Um, but, but what I want to do is I want to see if Ben Heck will actually be interested in working on one of them. So I'm having Graham send it to me, and I'm going to contact Ben Heck to see if he'd be interested in, in and like breaking it down and see if he can fix it. Because I think there's some sort of um, like there's there's some sort of issue with the the video. Like the video is not outputting correctly, hmm. and so I want to see if Ben will do a teardown and. Uh, for it so i think that'd be pretty cool would you mod a system or get a system modded sketch uh here's the thing guys i've played these games a lot back in the day and with my limited time i only got time for new games so when it comes to retro games i stream the shit out of them like i like streamers like mage master plays through retro games different dudes play through retro games. i like streaming while i draw and people play games that I'm familiar with, but I'm not spending other than these two arcade one-up cabinets that I've owned because I always wanted the actual arcade yep. cabinet. I don't unless unless and I've said this before unless they make a red Neo Geo cab. Hmm. That is the only other retro thing I would. Ever oh shit! Have. I forgot to tell you guys. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm <laughs> Let sorry. Finish. Let's get through yep. this question. Did you have All right, so uh, okay, so um, but owning systems and then modding them, I just don't see the point. I, I I think they're amazing tech. Like Chris, you you modded, you had an upscaler for your Dreamcast. Yep. And gameplay and talks, Austin Mackhart, he does all hardware emulation with upscalers, like actual like hardware upscale, like N sixty fours and shit. And I think they look amazing. I just don't. For me, I just I'm not gonna play those games anymore. I'm not gonna put another hundred hours in a Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm, you know what I mean? I don't have the time. Like I'm, if I did that, I wouldn't be able to play anything else that ever came out. So, I just don't see the hundred. It's not cheap, man. Like even awesome. Like that mod is N64. Like that cost a grip of change, you know. And I, I mean, I was there when it came out. I played those games. I don't personally see the point for myself. So it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Holy mega. Uh, no, the poly look no, poly mega is amazing thing, is amazing tech i just to spend 400 bucks on a retro system doesn't make any sense for me like unless i'm retired and i'm not drawing anymore i guess you know then it what sucks is that i want to support the poly mega but if i gotta you know flip between 300 toward a ps5 and 300 toward a poly mega i'm gonna go with the system that's gonna have new games i don't so think the new a... games are retro looking it's just new games well, about. here's the thing, though, is that like there's a ton of games on all these platforms that the Polymega supports that I've never played before, but I always want to play. 
And I think there is um, certainly some value in going back and streaming these games. So for me, like, and and not only that, it's it's a just a um, a an ease of usability because I'll tell you what, like, I don't want to go into my closet of Harry Potter death under the stairs and try to pull out my 3DO or my Sega CD and all the cables and all that shit and plug everything up just to play like Snatcher or something like that. Like if I could have one system that will do all of that, um, it will do it, it's, it's the, it's just the, the form factor and like the, the, the ease of use, I think that makes that so much better. Um, so for me, like it's, it's all about just, it makes everything easy to play. I get what you're saying, Sketch, of like not wanting to necessarily go back and play these games that you put hundreds of hours into, because I probably won't do that so much myself either. But there is a lot of games on, you know, all of those platforms that I never played before, like Panzer Dragoon Saga, for instance. So um, Scotty doesn't know this, but I'm going to take one I of his copies aware. of Panzer Dragoon Saga, and I'm going to load it on my Polymega, and then I'm finally going to be able to play that. And that's awesome. Um, because I've never been able to do it before. So um, for me, there's a ton of value in that um, for the Polymega. And I'm going to play Burning Rangers. Ooh, I've never really been able to play Burning Rangers either. That Well, just we'll do a swap. <laughs> yeah. hey yo. Yeah, so I guess we'll kind of tailor into the other... Uh, his other question, I think we sort of answered it without answering it, but uh, he asks, has anyone used... Terra Onions items before. This is the first I've heard of them. I've not. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. Um, They do have a bunch of other stuff like they have, uh, and I apparently closed the window. Sorry. Uh, Mega CD is something you can plug into your Genesis to play all of them. Um, Sega CD hardware as well, or software, sorry. Um, Yeah, so I I don't have any experience with them outside of hearing about all this now. So Here's my problem, and I've said this before, is you know, you get someone who puts together some effort into some kind of retro system, and then you get all these, like, hanger-ons that do the cheap version, you know, but charge almost as much, and then they kind of muddies the water, you know? And I'm just afraid that I can't verify the quality of their builds, haven't played them. But I've played the Polymega. A lot of people haven't. And I was a asshole skeptic when I first went up to that system. <laughs> I've said it a million times, you know, like... I was when Chris was there. I was like, the fucking last thing I want to do is play a fucking another retro system. But that's that's the one that did it right. And I think one of the reasons it's it's it works so well is one, they've taken their time, and two, the guys who made this worked on that hardware back in the day. You know, like they've they made yeah. Saturn games, Genesis games, all they're familiar with with the debugging and the actual they're not just coming to it from you know, a hindsight aspect or an emulation aspect, even though, and they got a lot of their own custom emulation that they've, they've been able to pay for to help build and improve upon, which, you know, not even Sony or Nintendo's done with their classic series. They didn't pay someone to help improve that, you know, they just ran with emulators. So I'm just afraid that Terra Onion or whatever weird fucking name conjures up is going to somehow look bad on Polymega, you know, which, it's a great name, great branding. It's sleek. That's the best looking like retro console since the Neo Geo. When you look at it, you know, like it just looks fucking amazing. So, yeah, it kind of bums me out when I see these other things coming out that I think will just come and go. 
personally. True that. True that. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to get into the GameStop-related question, or do we want to wait for the news? Are we going to talk about that? Let's wait news? for the news, because if we do GameStop, we're not going to have any news left. All right, I'm going to zip it up then. Closing up my... Put that sack of yours away, Scotty. Gone. News. Um, okay. <clears throat> and now the news. All right. I'm eating a chocolate. Hang on. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm eating chocolate, Scotty. I didn't expect you to put me on the spot like this. There was a break. You're the host. We had a break already. Eat chocolate when you're peeing. Multitask. Uh-oh. Alrighty. We are on to the newsstand. Woo! And this week, <laughs> dude, we are having a new release this week. Streets of Rage 4, the release of the century. Oh, boy. This is probably the greatest release that we've seen in our lifetime. Yep. At least within the last 25 years. Since Streets of Rage 2. We're going to just skip over Streets of Rage 3 because that mm. game sucks. But Did you get um, to the part in Cloud Punk where they talk about beating the shit out of each other in the streets in old video games? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a straight up Streets of Rage reference, so you'll find oh, it. I forget awesome. the character you talk to, but they talk about it. Oh, good for them. So Streets of Rage 4 releases April 30th. It's coming for the PS4, Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch, and it's coming to the PC uh, twenty four ninety nine, but also limited run games did a physical release for it. Uh, Scotty, did you get on that hype train? No, I think I missed it entirely, didn't I? I don't know. Did you? Uh, I'll check on their site real time live checking right here. But go ahead. <laughs> God, there's a thousand Star Wars releases. Uh, go ahead though. It's uh, developed by Lizard Cube, uh, Guard Crush Games, and Dot Emu. I don't know if if I'm even saying Dot Emu correctly, but yeah, it's, it's also Emu, published like by Dot Emu. Um, and dude, it's, it's the, it's the next game in the Street Trade series. I cannot believe this game is happening. It's just, it's everything that I've ever wanted. It's, I, it's, there's very few times, like, when your absolute favorite game series goes like 20 plus years without a sequel and finally a sequel happens out of nowhere and there is a badass developer like lizard cube uh and guard crush and dot emu that collaborates to make which could be the greatest entry in the series it's basically what sonic mania is for the diehard 2d sonic fans out there this is what you know like 2d beat-em-up fans have been like begging for for so long um but the great thing is like it does seem like there's a resurgence in in like that 2d beat-em-up uh genre uh over the past few years but i played streets of rage 4 at pax east and i'm telling you guys like this is the perfect streets of rage game it's so good i cannot wait for this game to come out we're just a few like three to four days away from this game being released and i cannot fucking wait it's gonna be so goddamn good you still can't pre-order it on the playstation store though right i don't really yeah, i don't know so. no. i think just eShop and steam you're right can, yes you that is correct yes because i tried to do it all i went through it all today just steam and the eShop. so hmm. i'm gonna buy it on fucking everything because i'm gonna <laughs> play on on everything i have the i think the switch or ps4 version that i bought through um I think you did switch because that was before you fixed your ps4 yes um 
Yes, you're right. Actually, yeah, um, I was. I'll mention real quick what I was gonna do is because when it came out, it released at a bad time for me financially. The classic, uh, or not whatever, whatever the hell Limited Run's doing. And I was like, ah, I'll wait. And then this was before everything got crazier in the world. And I thought, you know what, Limited Run always has a booth at too many games. I'll just grab it there. And I'm like, I don't know if too many <laughs> games is gonna happen. So I literally just now bought it, the PS4 Classic Edition. I said, fuck it. I got to get it, and I'm still going to do the PC version, so double support for me. Yep. So we're going to stream that uh, this week, the PC version, Scotty? Yep. Okay, so I'll be buying the PC version. I've bought the Switch version. I'll be buying it on the PS4, probably on the Xbox as well. Um, I'm just so happy this game's happening. Um, it's It supports four-player local, uh, two-player online uh, co-op, so... Um, and then it also has like fucking like God, it's like sixteen <laughs> players or something like that. Sixteen different characters. What? It's not sixteen players. <laughs> no, 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 I said sixteen different characters is mm-hmm. what I meant. Like ranging from like all the new characters and all the retro characters to include some of the actual like enemies that are playable as well. Um, this game has it all, and I am so excited about it. This is probably my most. Exciting release uh, since I would say since Sonic Mania, but I'm more excited about it than Sonic Mania. If that makes sense. If there were ever a Boogerman two, that's the only thing. If would... no, this is like uh, <laughs> for me. This is if like Sega made a shining a new Shining Force. I game was going to say this is your Shining Force four. Yeah, this is this is the game for me, guys. Like I'm I'm just <sighs> if. This is the one game I wanted to to see happen in my lifetime, and I'm seeing it. And if I got I'm a legit Nights into Dreams too, this would be it. <laughs> yeah, and, on, and there's Nights a lot of Dreams was no, it's not on the level of Shining Force of Streets or Ages. <laughs> no, we're talking about personal it's, preference. It's, even even the original Nights of Dreams was closer to Sonic Jam in terms of you know, it's like it's like a glorified tech demo. It's not really I, a game, but it's still one of my favorites, and that's why I'd be more excited about it than anything else like Chris's for Streets Four. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, saying and, Nights and is so a better I'm game than Street shit on that idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you I can't agree. shit on the fact that I'd be excited for a Nights too. Mm, yes, I can. Yes, like don't tell that me what I can't do. Make sense. I have liberties. Like what? that doesn't make so, sense. I'm, there's a ton of Nights fans out there, and I get it. I loved um, the original Nights, um, but I mean, there's not very. It's, there's it, there's not often a moment in time where something like this happens for like. Shinmu 3, you know, like, that's a thing. There's so many people out there um, that have been begging for that. Uh, there's so many people that have been begging for a new 2D Sonic game, and, and Sega delivered that. And Sega is enabling, not necessarily delivering, but they're enabling a Streets of Rage 4 to happen. Um, because without them, this would not be happening if, if they didn't okay this in some form. And so I'm just super appreciative of Sega just put you know getting behind this and putting the uh the trust in lizard cube because after they saw what they did with um the uh uh the monster boy game i, I always get the, those two games mixed up because they came out like the exact same time almost wonder boy and monster boy thank you so, yeah monster those, boy is a lizard cube game, i, I can't boy remember boy. which one's which i um, and, and wonder boy is ftg ftc ftg FDG the was nice the... German dude we met. The... Yeah, <laughs> really lovely European man we met at E3. Right. 
you know, you know, Scott, uh, I was thinking about Night So they really should have made a port for that for the 3DS though. That could have oh, been yeah. something. Three, 3D would have would have helped. Was, uh... Yuji Naka did that, and that's the closest thing we'll get. That Rodea, yeah. Rodea, what did I say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that exists, though. It's still solid. Better than Journey of Dreams. Huh. But, um, yeah, man. So that's coming out this week, so everybody go buy the game. Um, I don't know if... I, I don't know if, if after this we're going to need a new Streets of Rage game. Um, this this could ah. just... This could do it for me. Um, Two weeks later. We, in fact, you know, you're going to be like, you know, guys, we need more Streets of Rage. This is not enough. No, man. Like, this is like for the Game of the Year edition. With the the amount of, like, just love that they poured into this game, like, I'm going to be good for a while. Like, I'm just. Here's what I want to see happen I want to see Sega partner up with Capcom and start importing Final Fight dudes and SNK dudes. You know what I mean? They should team up with SNK and start, like, give me the beat em up version of Smash Bros. Man. Beat 'em up bros or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all the beat 'em up games need to basically need to end do up what they did with uh, Project Cross Zone and throw it into a beat 'em up. There you go. That I could sure get behind that. That'd be cool. I'm sure, the Lizard Cube guys are like, shut up. <laughs> ben, <laughs> ben, We're done. Ben, we want to sleep. The lead uh, concept, concept art, guy, uh, art director and artist on that has been F I Q U E T. He's French. I don't know how you pronounce it. They're all French. He um he's probably like shut up dude. Like, <laughs> Here, uh, start throwing um some ideas of maybe they could do a Shining Force game after this. Bro, I tag him on all sorts of shit. He's probably tired of hearing me. He's it's, like, uh, God damn it, leave me alone. He's yeah, who is this fucking guy with the Spyro <laughs> Dragon thing? Yeah. Start drawing more Shining Force stuff. Maybe you just we need to put Shining Force on the cover of the magazine. Maybe we could be the impetus for this sketch. Sure. All right. We got to do keep it. You keep saying that shit and then it never happens. That's the problem. You know, so um, I think, you know, personally, this game is pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, super excited by all the options. Probably just going to go on PS4, though. Um, I love my Switch, but limited space, you know, limited space and on my Switch right now. And I don't, I don't feel like wait. I have to limit my purchases from Amazon. So, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. you know. People showing up to your door. So, but do twenty four dollars? I mean, should can't beat that's, that. That's, come on, guys. You know it's ridiculous. So, super can't looking forward beat to that. It. And the soundtrack with uh, I forget is <sighs> Kashiro. Use a Kashiro. Yuzo, my all time favorite video game composer. He's the. He's it, the is go. it compatible with the Dreamcast fishing pole though? As well. Uh, the ultimate question. That's gonna Poles be of on the rage. review. Poles of rage would be an awesome mod. Yep, that's better that's than cool. Streets of Poles. That's a different. <laughs> that's a different game. <laughs> with the lamps, and we replace the lamps with all the poles. <laughs> Maybe someone could do a D make and and make it compatible for the uh, the Dreamcast. A sure. pole make. Mm-hmm. There it is. Pole maker. Uh, trademark. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll see. More to come on that. Um, oh, hey guys, we got some GameStop news. Oh, good. I was I was worried that we'd be too happy this episode. No, no, we are gonna re- pull you back down to the depths of uh, despair. Uh, GameStop is gonna be reopening stores uh, that were previously closed by COVID nineteen. Did you guys hear about that? Praise Jesus. 
So, um, so obviously we know that uh, GameStop did not want to close uh, their stores nationwide because they believed that they were a, an essential business. Um, but uh, apparently they did have to close down, uh, which is pretty sad. Uh, but they're going to be reopening some stores again. Um, here is a quote uh, that uh, GameStop released here recently. Uh, the company has begun the process of reopening stores in Italy, Germany, Austria, and the United States, uh, in South Carolina, and Georgia, and is preparing for the potential to reopen in other operating countries and states in the coming weeks. So uh, GameStop stores in the U.S., they've been closed since uh, March 21st, the smart ones. which is um, going on over a month now. And one-third of the store locations in the U.S., have been shuttered entirely. So I don't know if they're even going to open up again. Uh, and the other two thirds have been taking orders to like the website. Uh, they're basically allowing customers to come uh, to the store and pick up their, uh, their orders. Yeah. Their curbside um, fuck off is what I would like to call it. <laughs> curbside fuck off is what yeah. they've been doing. Um, that's the official name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to be coming back here soon, guys. What do you guys make of this? I'm so tired of wasting my energy on talking about GameStop at this point. Why are they a company anymore? How are they going to come out from this? That, uh, yeah, should we go back to, uh, Avalee's question about it? Just quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, he asks, how much of a leg is GameStop standing on since they were late to close and early to reopen? I don't know. I don't know, Look, man. If anyone thinks things are just going to magically get better because they feel that's the case, good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck with your fucking feelings. You know, I did a year, year and a half in nuclear biological chemical in the Army 20 years ago. And the last time I seen bullshit thinking like this was when they just told us, oh, if you just don't worry about the anthrax virus, it won't give you problems. Well, no one has to fucking take it anymore. You know, because it was a useless fucking anthrax vaccine or the anthrax vaccine was a fucking bullshit vaccine. Not a real vaccine. It was an experimental fucking nonsense vaccine. Now you get the same people are like, no, 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 no. Herd immunity is going to fucking cure. I'm like, no, that's bullshit too. But you know, <laughs> talking what about we're seeing, what we're just seeing is GameStop's like, hey, we're going to be cool, dude. I got sick going to GameStop, go, going for Grand Theft Auto Five with all those people in there. Could you imagine? Like GameStops are not clean, dude. You know, like there's nothing clean about a GameStop. So like, did they think they're going to be fine? I don't know, man, dude. Like, Sketch, I'm sure you, you you watch Cloak and Dagger back with, in the with day, Dabney right? Coleman. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay, what if was that the kid from Toy? I always got the two kids. No, that. that was the kid from ET. Oh, okay, all right, you got me. All right. Um, I forget his name, but yeah, he was also in porn. But um, <laughs> so was the kid from Full House. Not Full when he was a kid. Not when he was a kid. Say by the bell. Yeah, clarity, clarity. God damn it, Scotty. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't but, say a damn thing. It's the way you laughed. It's the insinuation. So EG drank a beer. He got drunk, and Lord knows what happened next. Yeah, look at Eddie Furlong. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. So what if? Okay, what if GameStop took a page out of um that movie, and instead of just carrying video games, what if they started doing like trade secrets, um, and industrial espionage? Uh, through video games and what? DLC, could that be a viable business option for them? What you lost me at this point? 
They'd be better just teaming up at Little Caesars and turning all the game stops into Little Caesars. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Here's your hot and ready like, and your Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. You could get what a about like, hot and ready and like like espionage though? What do you what? <laughs> Scotty, Good. have you ever seen this movie we're talking about, Cloak no, and Dagger. I'm, no, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, it's about an Atari game. We've, we've got to do this for a side show. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Yes, no, we no, do. No, 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 no. We're doing it. This nope. is right in our lane, guys. See, we have no lane. We've been speeding See? all over the fucking freeway. <laughs> See, Scotty, this is what happens when you cut out my rants at the end of podcasts. He's not See? allowed to recommend anything since Game Over. <laughs> in some ways, it's been revoked. I'm giving you guys gold here. Yeah. Oy. I've always said GameStop is the mad cats of stores, you know, and how to how well it is. It's just a matter of time with GameStop. Sadly, I mean, you know, I did a cover for Game Informer. I, I would love to be able to do another one, but that they, they, whatever plan they had, remember they put up a pic not too long ago that they're going to have kids and do birthday parties. That shit's, mm. it's gone. Yeah. And and everything's like a lot of places want to open up over the next couple of weeks, and everyone's gonna get fucking sick again. Right. And that's what's gonna happen. If you think it's a hoax or a conspiracy, then go out there, have fun, leave your mask off, watch what happens. It's just sad to me, dude. It's sad. I don't know, man. When I was a kid, it was like, you know, becoming a scientist. You might have been a dork, but that was, you know, science was the way. And now it's like, no, 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 no. Fuck all that. It's all about our feelings. GameStop's like, oh, we're gonna be totally cool with whatever, dude. It's just, it just sucks. All this sucks, and it doesn't help that that company was questionable before this virus fucking bullshit, and now it's, you know, it's horrible. It's, the stores are dirty enough, dude. Like, holy smokes, I don't know, man. What yeah. could they do? What could GameStop possibly do? Honestly, they should just buy up a bunch of ice cream trucks put their fucking games in there and drive them around fucking towns, you know, like become the Uber of delivering games. But that's what video downloads or PlayStation store downloads are for. So yeah, I think they're going to skate whatever laws they can skate to try to get by for as long as they want to get by with GameStop. Right. I mean, was wasn't game crazy as one of those stores too. They were tied into like Hollywood. Game video crazy was a blockbuster. Wasn't it? No, it was Hollywood video. Was yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yep. So, hmm. so yeah. Where's Game Crazy? You know? Where's Hollywood Video? Uh, right. Still in Ohio. Right. <laughs> where's Hollywood? Dead. Right. It's right dead. where we left it. Yeah. Right. I'll say this about Hollywood Video. When they went out of business, I went over. To, I went in to see what they were selling, and I got a brand new copy of Chrono Trigger for twenty five dollars, dude. And mm. the, it was sitting under a bunch of fucking uh, zombies and my neighbors. Why do you buy those? <laughs> 72 yeah. copies of Zombies. At the very bottom was this copy of Chrono Trigger. I walked up, and the guy, I found the one fucking nerd, right, who looks at it, looks at the price, scans it again, looks at me. Can't believe this is selling in there. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, I found it, bro. You know, I'm out of here. Yeah, like, he more, scanned it twice. Yeah, that was more of him yeah. like, oh, fuck, I was going to buy this, damn it. Or he didn't know about it. It was just buried under all those zombies in my neighbors. Mm-hmm. I wish some zombies would eat and my neighbors. Just like GameStop, they're going to be buried under something. What's what's Reggie's take on all this? I want to know. Has he ever quiet. commented? <laughs> no, they're so. making Reggie. Okay, they just hired Reggie, and they're making them take a fifty percent pay cut. That's like the other part of this news story. Uh, is the uh, the CEO George Sherman 
and the whole board of directors are taking a temporary 50% pay cut, including Reggie. Um, and so, like, he just got hired on. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're cutting your salary by half um, until all this, you know, like, is swept under the rug. So, poor Reggie. I think no, no one puts okay. Reggie in a corner. No one yeah. puts Reggie right. in a That's corner. That's right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um. Well, now the only other news pieces we have is that Terra Onion thing, which we've I I feel like we've already discussed to death. So, I think we can just let let's just end this, like. I don't know. Like what 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 has been ended really surreptitiously? Uh Sega Tasanshiro's son is gonna save Sega. Is is Sega Sanshiro is is um is he like evil now? Like in a very Power Rangers esque way? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> like they're so okay, explain the what, what you're talking about. Going, hold on, that's a game gear game meme that's been going around. Is that what you're oh, talking pro- about? It probably came, it came from that probably because that's he like someone pretty much asked him like oh is that a you're playing a switch he's like no it's a Game Gear is that thing the thing you're talking about yeah yep explain what you're talking about though Scotty um so I don't know that we mentioned the Sega sixty thing on here at all because it's kind of been happening in between and and we end up doing the sideshow instead and stuff but um. Sega Japan is launching this new marketing campaign where, uh, for those that don't know, Sega Tashan, oh boy, Sega Tashanshiro was the Saturn spokesperson in Japan who would always like jump into a commercial for something pretty much and be like, you're not playing the Sega Saturn. I'm going to kick your ass until you play Sega Saturn. And uh, is that pretty much how it went, I think, for the most part? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. So his sons showed up uh, looking super preppy but being pretty cool, and he's a good-looking kid, and I guess he's actually, in real life, um, Segata Sanchiro's blood relative? Or is he his actual son or something? It's his I got actual confused son. That. It's okay. from what I've, I've read. Um, that's 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 the, uh, the, the water cooler talk. Gotcha. So, uh, but his name is just Sega Shiro. And his purpose is still somewhat mysterious amongst all this um, because recently in an ad commercial thing where someone asked, oh, is that the Switcher plan? He turns around and he holds up the Game Gear and he's pretty happy about it. And then I guess there's like the backstory is that he became the spokesperson to fight against the people that shot the rocket into the sky that uh, Sekita Sanjiro sacrificed himself to prevent destroying sega i'm a little foggy on it all uh not all of it's been released in english so i'm also even more foggier with that but it's this young is this like japanese like like q q q and on or or with creepypasta like is this real like what what are we talking about oh, this like... is an actual campaign that they're doing right now it's a younger oh, okay. it's all right, along so it's with real. The, yeah it's along with the sega 60 thing going on where they're where sega celebrating 60 their 60th anniversary this year um don't think they've been able to do as much as they've wanted to so far this year, but uh, they're uh, just their new. It's it's sixty Sega or also Go Sega is the whole tagline and everything. Um, but he's along with this now uh, kind of marketing Sega stuff, but it, it's not clear on his backstory yet. And um, regardless, though, it's a young face to sell the Game Gear. No, I don't know, but 
he's it's it's Sega Sanchiro. Check him out. The son of Sega Ta Sanchiro. Uh, this is going to usher in a new era of Game Gear. I can only hope. Do we need? Do we need that? Though, like, Absolutely. Really? Hmm. What what else are you doing with AA batteries these days, Sketch? Well, quite literally nothing. <laughs> uh, it's actually how I power my uh, my uh, moats on my Quest. I have rechargeable AA's. Yeah, well, get them ready because you're going to need about no. 12 of them to power like, the uh, Game Gear 2. The motion blur on the Game Gear was tough, guys. Like, mm-hmm. Just wait till you see it in VR. Just hmm. super tough. Super tough even... Even like compared to the Nomad, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, that's rough. I only guess game got... on the on the Game Gear I enjoy with the Shining Force games. So, you know, like... Yeah, it's like not ironically not the ideal place to play a Sonic game. <laughs> no, there was that really good um, uh, Golden Axe game. Uh, what was that? Um... Oh, shit. Are you thinking of the one in the Master System, or was it on that as well? The like top down. Uh, it was like an RPG. Yeah, yeah, that's on the Master System. And it was also on the Game it's Gear. Like Dragon Warrior. Axe, Golden, Axe uh, Battler. Golden... It was called Axe Battler. Probably. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, no, that that was really good. That and But yes, Sketch, the uh, ga- uh, Shining Force Sword of Hyja was probably the best Game Gear game. And I, I own it. It's so good. But I guess overall yeah, I mean, look, with the... the Sega thing, oh, I'll just end on this, sorry, that they have something, some quote-unquote special content planned for June 3rd of 2020, which is the official 60th anniversary of the founding of Sega. Go Sega! Yeah, the Shining Force games on the on the Game Gear, they, they lacked story. They were mostly just battlers, but still, you know? Um, it wasn't as in-depth as one or two. Uh, <laughs> that's saying something. But uh, that being said, they were the best games on Game Gear. I know people go Sonic, but that motion blur was not kind. Yeah, like I said, ironically, the worst place to play a Sonic game. I guess that's okay. the news. That, that's the news. That's going to uh, wrap things up. What do we got uh, on the on the streams this week, Scotty? Uh, well... It will have already have happened when this goes up, but we've already we're always doing the Fantasy Star Online two every Monday. TJ's uh, heading that and always hopping online to play some of that. Um, sometime throughout the week, I am going to stream the Alien trilogy on uh, Saturn um, in celebration of the Alien Day because uh, that's a fun brainless shooter, and those seem to work well streaming because you can just BS with people while you're going through it. Um, and then Thursday, for the Thursday Night Throwdown, we're going to be doing the Streets of Rage 4. That's me and you, right? Yep, and we'll see who, if anyone else wants to hop in. We'll figure out uh, how that how that lobby and everything works. Okay. So it should be good. But, I mean, we stream almost every day of the week, so just keep an eye on our Twitter for when we go live and what we're playing. Awesome. Um, uh, let's see. What are we doing? Do, have we have we figured out what we're doing for the next sideshow? Yeah, that's Spawn, you psycho. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. The Spawn. I, I Spawn movie. The uh, the Kickstarter for the Spawn figure crossed the two million mark last night. Woof. Jesus, that's yeah. crazy. People He's added a ton a ton of free add-ons for the different tiers, but essentially, if you get a base figure, you're going to get all steel chains. For spawn, extra hands, extra heads, extra weapons, 
extra glowing plasma see-through cool fucking shit so the a, a base single figure is about 40 bucks the same figure with extra add-ons and a signature is about 80 depending on how you look at it. it's got 20 to 30 points of articulation in the figure as well so if you're thinking they just stand there don't do shit they don't so they're fully articulated it's gonna be i wish he was offering more figures you know, but I imagine the Corona put a uh, limit on that ability to mold and produce. This was definitely made. The, the the basis for this figure was designed before all this went down. So I think that's what it is. But um, it will ship in November. Apparently, he's pretty confident about that. And huh. they that's all he does is make toys, man. Right. So like he fucking yeah. knows what he's talking about. Good for him, man. Yeah. I mean, I backed it. I mean, it's a bit, but I love Spawn and it's pretty fucking cool. So yeah, it'll Two have million a... Off about a week to go by the time this podcast goes out. So you still got time to check it out if you haven't yet. We got time for the spawn. That'll be a good syncing up, right? We'll watch the movie. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll hate life. I get to tell my spawn story, you know, which I'm looking forward to. And, uh, yeah. So that's, that's when you ate like a, like a maggot filled pizza, right? Oh God. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with all this. But... That was in okay. the John Leguizamo eating. Yeah, John Leguizamo ate the pizza. goddamn maggot pizza, dude. Yeah, it must have been a riff off Lost that. Boys, that joke. I don't really remember that. But he literally ate a maggot filled pizza. In it's the... maggots, Michael. It's maggots. No, he nice. ate okay. a pizza with maggots on it. John Leguizamo literally ate Look, pizza. We gotta, we gotta spend an hour talking about this next week. Do we want to do this now? Like, no, I just, I just, I just expected more of you, Sketch. I thought you. Uh, knew. Why? Because I was smart enough to not be blinded by my fandom. Look, maybe because I, I, I thought I you Spawn. were a fan of John Leguizamo. I love Spawn. I like the Pest, and that's pretty bad. You know what I mean? What about House of Buggin? <laughs> Something tells me there's going to be a few more side chests coming. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather watch House of Buggin than Blood Rain Three. So. Yeah, you would. Yeah. yeah. You got me there. So other than that, I'm I'm done with the magazine. We're just waiting on Chris to wrap it up. Everybody's retiring from their own respective areas. We have to hope the post office is still around for the mm-hmm. ship to ship to backers. Yeah, who knows, man? We may just have to release this shit digitally. But no, like we're. I mean, if 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 we could be right at the the goal line, that's where we're at. You know, we're at the one yard line on this stuff. Like, Sketch, you and I, were literally going to, like, after this goes off the air, we're going to, like, go over the last bits and pieces of the layout, um, and then we'll be done. And God, thank God, we're going to be done with this issue. Um, And then we get to go on to issue 10, which is a huge issue for us. Like, 10 issues. It's only taken three three or four years to do 10 issues, so... No one will remember it when we're up to issue 20. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. one thing. Why don't you stay in the game? People don't remember how long it took to get there. They're going to be like, oh, I want to make a magazine too. And then, you know, they fucking fail after four issues. So, Dude, we're in this for the long haul. Like, you know, we're not going away. We're yeah. going to keep doing this. So Sadly. And yeah, we, uh, this is our lives. I know. I know. <laughs> and you're in charge of making the magazine now. So, you know, it's going to be. And fun. You're in charge of helping me 
like figure that shit out. And you're in charge of helping your kids get through school school now. So we'll see how this all works out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this is our country Menza, now, sketch. Menza uh for everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm drinking Miller Lite. Ske- sketch is the dog in that this is fine comic and Chris, <laughs> Chris Chris is the fire in that comic. Yeah. Keith skeet. Yep, that's what the fire says. Can we are we are we done? Yep. <laughs> Keep rambling. That's gonna do it. I we that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>